by the sensational Lou George, who is a success coach, an actor, a writer, a broadcaster, and founder of You Amplified Online. In this episode, we discuss cultivating the success mindset. We talk about our approach to auditions, how we can battle imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs and make sure we feel worthy of opportunities, how we can make sure we're mentally resilient enough to encounter this incredible industry that's filmed with rejection, and how can we make sure that we use our winning mindset to manifest exactly what we want in our careers. This episode taught me a lot, and you will hear in this episode the most amazing pieces of advice that will help you scale and fully embrace your career. I have a lot to go away and think about from this episode, so I hope that you grab a cup of tea, sit back, relax, take it all in, and enjoy every single second of this incredible episode with Lou George. Lou, I am delighted to be able to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here with you. I've got to be honest, when I watched you talk, obviously you were on the I Am Pro, you did the mentoring, and... Um, everything you said sort of resonated kind of hit a nerve in a good way like everything you were saying just like clicked a little bit for me and I think the reason I wanted to get you on was to share your amazing insight because everything you said sort of gave me a new new sort of frame of mind from it so thank you so much. Oh thank you that's so lovely to hear like that's why I do what I do, you know, just when I started out as a coach, we'll go into all the things I do, but one of the things I do is, is coaching. And when I started out coaching, it was for me. And also if I could share my experience and it just impacted one person, then job done. So when I hear anyone, like anyone say, you know, what you said resonated, like I'm like, yeah, job done. Amazing. Like just how we can support each other and connect with each other in that way through shared, through storytelling, right? Which is acting, which is coaching, which is all of the things that I do. So yeah, thank you. No worries. And I'm so excited to have you on today because I'm hoping that for the listeners at home, they're going to find this extremely beneficial, which I have no doubt they will. So can you share with us if someone saw the title of this episode and they saw that we were talking about the success mindset and they like the sound of the episode, what would you hope they gain from this conversation? A paradigm shift. If someone's feeling in any way like they can't do something, or they're stuck, or that something just feels so huge, that they have a shift in this conversation that helps them to feel more unstoppable, more like anything is possible, because it really is, and that is my message it's like whatever you have as a desire not only is it meant for you otherwise you wouldn't desire it it's not only possible it's done and so in this conversation I hope that people leave this like getting that spark ignited of yes I can do this this is possible what a beautiful answer I love that paradigm shift. So can we give some context for anyone who doesn't know your amazing work, a bit about who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Mm, thank you. So my name's Lou George, for anyone who doesn't know that yet. <laughs> so I, I wear a few hats. So I'm 
two, there are two things that gave me a lot of relief in, in doing lots of things. And that is being a multi-passionate entrepreneur and a multi-potentialite. And if you don't know what that is, there are people in life who are specialists, right? Your doctors, lawyers, surgeons, we need those people to be super focused and specialists in what they do. For most of us who are creatives, we're not specialists. We are talented in different areas. We have lots of different passions, especially those of us who are actors. And it took me a long time to own that. I didn't get why I was an actor over here and an entrepreneur over here and a coach over here. That caused me anxiety, honestly, early on in my career until I got that all of them are me. And the common thread, there are a few threads between all of them, actually. Acting, broadcasting, writing, coaching are all things I do. And I own all of those things as an extension of me and an expression of me and my soul. But also I realized they're all about connection, communication, my fascination with the human psyche. my And, and at, here's where acting and coaching especially meet, right? One of the greatest acting teachers and, and nuggets that I got, so, so for anyone who's listening, a lot of actors listening to this, was that there's a difference between schmacting and acting. And this is Anthony Mindor. If, any, if you're not familiar with Anthony Mindor, check him out. He's an incredible acting coach, especially for uh, actors in film and television. And it is really about it all being you. And as an actor, often I was asked early on, like, what's it like playing other people? What's it like playing other characters? And while sometimes we're doing that, actually it's about finding that character within you. It's about finding the nuances within you. And it's about being really present and reacting and responding to the person that you're in the scene with, if you're in a scene with someone else. And I was like, that's coaching as well. It's active listening. It's responding. It's playing with yours and other people's energies and so that's all the stuff I love so that's a, a very long-winded way of saying I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur and creative I'm an actor I'm a writer I'm a broadcaster and I'm a success coach and all of those things are connected and weave through everything else I do how do you because I what you said there about connecting all these things that you do because they're all you I love that because sometimes I feel like I'm doing podcast and then I help my partner with the business and then I'm an actor and then I'm a content creator and all these things do link but when do you get to the point where you're like is it too distracting because people tell you all the time right you've got to focus on one thing and put your energy into one thing and don't let everything get distracted and you can't do everything all at once and you can only fight one battle at a time Obviously, I would like to think that you can do so much and you can do so much more and you've got to go where your energy, you feel you need to be in that moment. But mm-hmm. when is there a point where it gets too distracting that it's overwhelming? Yes, it can. And so the other piece to this is knowing and, and it's focusing on one thing at a time. So I'm not acting and broadcasting and coaching all at the same time on the same day so it's knowing when to focus on which project so an example of this is like my day-to-day and my kind of consistent is my coaching business that's that's what I do day in day out then I'm also writing a screenplay right now so that's another really important project of mine I know when to focus on that and also planning it in so I for example Fridays for me is my writing, is my is my day for creating. And then kind of 
So it's actually being really, really disciplined around your schedule, what you're doing at any one time and knowing when, so sometimes acting and writing is at the forefront and, and then my business, it takes a back seat. So it's knowing, okay, which project at which time and where's your energy best spent at that time, right? So good example of this is, another good example is for me personally, my business right now, I'm focusing so much on that so that I can have it completely automated and passive so then I no longer have to think about that. So that is a, a huge income stream for me that then means I can really put everything into my screenplay, which is starting to, to get at the forefront as we're pitching it for, for TV right now. So I'm like, right, let's get the business completely automated so that I can step away and then focus on this project. So you can do all the things, but you've got to be really focused when and what you're working on. And would you say, because what you said there about like different days almost for you and different things, obviously task switching takes up a lot of energy. So would you say it's better to focus like a day at a time on each different thing? Or would it be give yourself a couple of hour block of this and then a couple of hours of this so you've got a little bit of variation in the day? Like what do you think works best in terms of not draining any energy from task switching? Everyone is very different, so it depends on the individual. It's finding your way. There's no one way to do this, right? But for me and my experience in coaching for most people, I wouldn't do multiple things on one day. You know, if you're trying to, so for me, trying to switch from business coaching and, and, and my coaching business into writing my screenplay on the same day, that takes a lot of energy. It, and, and usually it's it's just not very efficient right so focusing on one thing in a good chunk of time rather than trying to do bits here and there is usually much more effective I can get so much more done even if sometimes it's just a couple of weeks so for um I got most of my screenplay written actually in a three-month period where that's all I was focused on right so I took I took three months off from everything else and I just wrote and so for me, it's having those significant chunks of time. And then when, once you've kind of broken the back of it, as it were, like once you've got, so if you're writing something, if you're writing a book or a screenplay or you're focused on a particular project, then having a, a, a really good chunk of time to get most of it done. And then you can have like a day a week to, to continue that momentum, right? So I, I don't usually recommend doing bits here and there of everything because it's just not very efficient. I love that. And I think that's something I'll be taking forward from this is sometimes I do feel like I do a couple of hours of this and then switch and sometimes it's because urgent priorities and things come up right that you just avoid but I definitely think maybe that's an area where I could some days I'm just so shattered by the end of the day as soon as my head hits the pillow I'm a goner because I've spent so much of my day like doing everything and it's been really productive and I feel great but sometimes I think there must be a better way Yeah, we can we can do that, and and so it's also paying attention, just really listening to our bodies. Like, what sometimes we have more energy, and we're able to juggle some. And for women especially, we've got to pay attention to our cycles. This is a lot of the work that I do because I work mostly with women in business and women creatives. And so I'm, you've got to honor your cycle. There are times in the month where you know you've got so much energy, and you're like, I am unstoppable. Let's go. Let's do all the things, and we can manage that. But there are times in the month where we absolutely have to honor more rest. We have to listen to our bodies and go, do you know what? I cannot do all the things, um, maybe any of the things. So it's it's really harnessing that. And it, not just women, 
everyone pay attention to your personal rhythms and seasons and cycles and nature when you have that energy when you're like okay cool like you 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 know you feel like a superhero you can it's running with that um not to the point that you burn out but just harnessing that energy that extra energy that we have um and when you need to rest rest uh, and really for me it's having i call it a skeleton schedule and so on my phone like running multiple things multiple businesses and projects especially I would not be able to do them without having the non-negotiable things in my schedule. So that even includes like my morning routine. So making sure that I have time in my schedule. So I, I look at my my um, Google calendar like a personal assistant. So it tells me, right, you know, 7 a.m. I'm going for a run. <laughs> like, and I'm meditating. and I'm just, So I have chunks of time in my skeleton schedule to make sure that I, I'm consistent and disciplined in what I do. I think I'd love to touch on some acting stuff with you because obviously you you are very aware of not only the acting career but obviously the mindset and everything that it takes yeah as actors obviously our craft takes a lot of mental resistance especially with the constant rejection that you kind of get with the nature of this business so how can you train your brain so that you can face rejection without taking a hit on your mental health and without it kind of impacting your career moving forward this is a really important one. So I think what will be helpful here is if I go into some very quick tools that we, we could take away and use and things that have really helped me in my career, and then also to go into more of the, the coaching mindset stuff, if that sounds helpful yeah, to you. Yeah, that sounds incredible. So there was one main thing that helped me so much. When I was a teenager and, and in my early 20s, when I was acting, it was everything. Like in every casting I went to, I pinned all my hopes and dreams on it. I was like, this is this, this is the one, this has to, this is going to be, you know, everything. I needed that big break. I was always looking for that big break. And then when I didn't get it or I heard no, which often we don't even hear the no, we just hear nothing, right? And so that is incredibly or can be incredibly damaging to our self-esteem and self-worth and, and ego, right? When we hear no or when we're getting rejected, it is honestly one of the most courageous things that you could put yourself forward for. And there aren't many humans that are as resilient as actors, you know? Think about it. It's one of the life's most scary things is being rejected. It's our biggest, one of our biggest fears. And as actors, we're putting ourselves out there over and over and over again to be rejected because that's 90% of, of what it takes to be an actor is, is putting yourself in the room and hearing no or hearing nothing just to get that one yes. So really, the thing that helped me more than anything was no is an acronym for next one right like how much relief just in that and then an addition to that is go out there and collect no's because you really do only need one yes like one job and then whatever's next after that so it's actually no's it's collecting those no's knowing that every single no you collect means that you're closer to that yes and so making it a game, actually going out there to just have fun and collecting those notes. How many notes can I get today? How many castings can I put myself forward for and, and having fun with it? And then knowing that every single casting is an opportunity to show your craft. It is an opportunity to act. And that's what we love doing. And most people don't even get that. Like how many people are putting themselves out there, putting themselves and not even getting in the room. So have fun with it, collect those notes take any opportunity in a room as an opportunity to act, to have fun, to express yourself. 
and know that the more no's you get, the closer you are to that yes, right? Oh, that's beautiful. And I think it's so true. And what you were saying there about like, we constantly put ourselves forward for rejection. It's actually a very unhuman, unnatural thing to do. Yeah, yeah it is. Most people do anything possible to not be rejected, right? And as actors, it's pretty much on a daily basis. And I'm so grateful for acting more than anything else in my life because it has built my confidence, my resilience. It's made me a great businesswoman because, again, you have to be able to put yourself out there. And, and in life, you know, for I always say to people with children, like the best thing you could possibly do for your children is put them in acting classes. Like help that that is the biggest thing that's going to help them in the acting, in the, the social skills that you get from connecting with others, from, you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, all of the thing, all of the other things that we get in acting classes. But then the resilience that you get actually hearing no. And even, you know, we don't get that enough in the world these days. You know, kids at school. I remember when we were doing sports days and things like that, it was very competitive and everyone, you wanted to kind of get first, second, third place. You wanted to win. And these days everyone kind of gets a medal for participation but the world isn't like that right so you know as actors it really builds that resilience and and you know you learn to take it like I love hearing no now because here's the other thing that really helps me is that rejection is actually redirection so when I get a no I'm like thank you because that wasn't meant for me and it's actually pushing me on my path of what is meant for me and I know that that's wonderful whatever the vision you have for your life stay focused on that and know that every no is just directing you towards whatever that vision you have is and it's so true and I think even if you can't see it at the time because like sometimes at the time we're like why that felt like it was the one it felt perfect and you know it was all going really well and then all of a sudden it didn't happen but even if it's taken me like a few years there's always been a oh that's why I didn't get that like there's somewhere else I was meant to be because if that had never happened then you know and it's a knock-on effect so you really do have to just trust in your journey don't you yeah completely um and if you look back at your life anything that didn't work out you can always see why in hindsight right so just remember that you can't see it in the moment but you will, when you look back, you'll be able to join the dots and go, oh my gosh, like I can see exactly. And there's divine timing to everything. Like the, the calling that you have as an actor is meant for you, otherwise you wouldn't have it. And the vision you have as an actor, whether that's being on the West End stage or Broadway or in Hollywood films or in, in a particular soap or whatever, that's on your heart for a reason it's because it's meant for you there's a future version of you living I like to think of my future self is guiding me through those desires going come this way come this way this is what we're doing over here right and so just really follow those desires and and just trust the process because it is guiding you exactly where you're meant to be and I feel like as actors we're all very goal-driven and we're always Mm -hmm. taught like you've got to hustle you've got to want it more than anyone and you know, we set all these goals for ourselves. But like you say, there's so many external factors that kind of come into to the cast and there's reasons that you won't get it not to do with your talent. Um, so how can you sort of, is there a better way than goal setting? Because obviously you can, you can set all those goals, but due to the unpredictable nature of our industry and all the other things that kind of come into play, they might not actually happen. So is there a better way for actors to get what they want either with goal setting or with other tools that maybe fit slightly more with the unpredictable nature of this business create your own 
narrative, create your own projects. Why I'm writing a screenplay at the moment, right? There came a point in my career where I was like, why am I just waiting for someone to pick me and cast me? And actually, I am so creative and I have all this, you know, drive and ambition and all these goals, you can channel it into your own projects. You don't need a casting director to, to pick you. Write your own film, write your own TV series, write your own play, get a group of mates together and make it. So easy these days. You know, almost like any industry, it, it kind of out of the middlemen, you know, casting directors and agents, they're not, of course, but we all have the ability just with an iPhone to make an incredible film. You know, and it, all you need is a group of people with passion, with those goals, with those drive to make something. Look at how many musicians these days and actors and creatives are doing it on TikTok, right? They're just, you know, getting their phone, creating stuff, putting it out in the world, and then they, they're blowing up. And actually, you don't, you don't need somebody to pick you these days, especially. It's never been easier to create your own body of work. And also to not pin all of your hopes and dreams on that one goal, that one casting, that one project. Have lots of them lined up. Again, it's that collecting those notes. If you have lots of castings lined up, if you have lots of projects going on, you will go to the casting and be so focused on the next thing you're going to, the next thing you're doing, you're not going to be so devastated or disappointed. You will almost forget about it because you're like, cool, that was amazing. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks. Bye. On to the next one or on to the project that you're creating with your friends. You're so just immerse yourself in the creative process, whatever that looks like. I'm so busy these days. My life is so full with my business, with writing. I'm always creating things for myself that, you know, I'll go to a meeting, love it, and then be like, thanks very much. And I just leave it up to, you know, fate. If it's meant to be, it will be. I absolutely love that attitude. And it really, it really is helpful to kind of know that you can kind of make your own stuff and get yourself out there and put yourself out there. And that is happening more and more. And I've always said it, like, just create your own stuff. But I think yeah. it's so nice to hear it from other people that are actually out there doing it as well because it it's just that it's like you say it's that paradigm shift isn't it of like oh actually I don't need to wait for opportunities I can create them myself and here's the other thing making the most of the opportunities when you get them you never know it's so here's here's the the most important thing about acting and business they're so because acting is a, is a is business right you have to treat yourself as you're, you're the brand you are the business and business, the one thing that will never, ever change about business and acting is that it's all about relationships, right? And you hear people, people with like, you know, kind of negative mindset around this will be like, yeah, well, they're lucky because they like, they know someone or they're connected or they've got money or whatever. That might be true, but everyone has the ability to build and nurture those relationships, right? Connect with people everywhere you go. Be open to new relationships. Whoever anyone is you never know who they're connected to and how you can collaborate and some of the so I've had agents my whole career um but most of the work the great the great projects that I've had have I've got myself through chatting to people on set at castings and then they've remembered me because we've built a relationship or a friendship or I've just made an impression because I did a good job and they've then cast me in something else 
that is the best way you can get ahead in the industry. It's just whatever produ production you're on, whatever casting you go to, just be your full self, be really open and loving and make connections everywhere you go because you never know when someone's going to pick up the phone and say, hey, do you remember you did that commercial? I would love you to come and be in my film. You know, and also those small roles, a lot of role, um, like supporting roles that I did then led to bigger roles. So it's like it just embrace every opportunity to build a relationship and to do your craft. Just love acting. And I'd love to know your thoughts on obviously manifesting and how that can help benefit actors, because obviously we have an idea of what we want in our head. So how can we use manifestation to kind of help make that happen because obviously like we say there's lots of external factors again so like we can envision it all we want but unless everything sort of lines up so how can we use manifestation in a way that will help us well as you know this is my jam as a coach like so my the two things i work on as a coach is a success coach on manifestation and business so whether i'm working with business owners or actors producers or create creatives of any kind it's you, your personal brand, you as the business, and manifestation. You have to be working with manifestation to get what you want. And I'll tell you why. Because it's not some woo, magical, external thing. It's a big buzzword now. Everyone's like, oh, just manifest it. But what does that really mean? It's not about just plucking things out of the sky or things falling into your lap. It's actually a very practical, active process. And so manifesting is really being the person aligned with what you want. And that means elevating your thoughts, feeling, and action to what you want as if you have it. So here's where we actually do have a lot of control over outcomes. We can really only control knowing what we want, right? So being really, really clear on your vision as an actor. You cannot control the how and the when. But if you're really clear on your vision as an actor, if you're really focused on it, and if you can align yourself to it, your thoughts, your feeling, and your action, it's going to happen. You just can't control the how and the when. So that film, although that kind of film that you see yourself being in, the kind of shows, the kind of stages you want to be on, that is done and you can create it so, you can manifest it by aligning yourself to it. And then knowing, having an absolute unwavering knowing that it's done and trusting and handing over the how and the when. So it might not be this year. It might not be in the time frame that you would like it to. But imagine if it was in 10 years you'd still love it, right? So it's just completely surrendering that part of it and doing everything you can in the meantime to keep your thoughts, feeling, and action aligned with it being done. So here's a manifesting, a very practical manifesting process. Um, I'm just looking for my... I've got a notebook called my Cosmic Ordering Journal. And I write everything in it in present tense as if it's happened. So most people are journaling on, you know, things that aren't working, they don't like, and that's great, that's fine, that's a very therapeutic process. But when we're goal setting, when we're intentionally manifesting, you want to be writing about the things that you want. But again, most people are writing, I'm, I can't wait until, I, I'm so looking forward to when I'm able to be on those stages or to be in those films. We are, you actually want to write it as if it's actually already happened. So write it in present or past tense because your subconscious does not know the difference between something that you are, have actually experienced or are experiencing or something that you've imagined. So here's where actors are brilliant manifestors. Using your imagination, right, to be living that to be on those stages, to be in those productions, to, to be in whatever it is you want, to be that director, to be working with those amazing, talented people. 
Use your imagination to take yourself there now. And you want to write in that journal, I am so happy and grateful now that, because you are programming your subconscious mind with that being done. And whatever we're programming our subconscious with, it is designed to then look, to scan our environment, to look for the opportunities and the, the connections. So it will filter out anything else that's not aligned with what you're, you're programmed with. So it's like when we want a new car. And then suddenly you just see that car everywhere. It's because you've programmed yourself to know that that's important. So this, I cannot emphasize the power of this manifestation process, especially journaling on what you want as if you've already lived it. And then elevating your feelings. What does it feel like to be on that stage? Feeling gratitude, feeling joy, feeling yourself walking on that stage, like in as much vivid detail as you possibly can. And you watch as you start collapsing timelines and you'll start having these conversations and those connections and you'll start seeing those casting opportunities coming up. Just your world is going to rearrange around what you're programming yourself with. I absolutely love what you've just said there. And I think it's, I think it's so important to what you said about it being in the present tense. Imagine if it already happened, because I think a lot of actors can often feel a bit demotivated if they've not got anything booked that they're not working towards, right? It's like, what am I actually working towards if I get an opportunity? I don't know what it will be and I don't know what I'm actually aiming for. So I think to keep motivated in between, I think that's such a good way of doing it because it's like, imagine you've already got that. Imagine you've already got what you want. So now you're, you're training as if you've already got it. So how does your day differ? And I think that can give such a motivation and the more gratitude we have, like you say, feeling grateful that you've already got this opportunity, the more gratitude you have, the way more energy you have to be able to go and do things. Mm, yeah, completely. I love that. Between bookings, between castings, between jobs, it's training ground. So you, everyone's probably heard the expression, dress for the job you want, not the job you have, right? As actors, as creatives, as business people, whatever it is that you're working on, focus on, you need to be training yourself every day. So I've, I've just mentioned thoughts and feelings, right? In the journaling, programming your mind. Well, then we've got to look at the third piece, which is actions. How is the version of you who is on the West End stage, who is in the show, who is working with those people showing up? How does that version of you show up? How are they training themselves, their mind, their body, their, their spirit? And how are you showing up? Because there's a gap. There's a gap between where you are now and where you want to be. And in that gap is your thoughts, feelings, and action. So you need to go, for, you cannot get from who you are today to what you want. You've got to work backwards and show up as the person who has those things. So you've got to be thinking like them, feeling like them, taking action like them. And then everything externally shifts around you. Most people are trying to get from here, from who they are today, over there. It's impossible because over there, you is a different version. They show up differently. They dress differently. They eat differently. They work out differently. So if you want to be a Hollywood action star, well, you better be training like one. You better be Chris Hemsworth in your day, right? Because there's a difference between you and him. Guarantee it. Otherwise, you would be getting those roles. You would be. And it isn't about, you know, someone being better than you or further ahead. Is how are you programming yourself? How are you, how, where's your mind at? Where's your body at? And I bet we can all look at our body and go, yeah, do you know what? Like, if I was at a casting for like an action movie, they probably wouldn't cast me because, you know, I don't look the part. I'm not actually showing up as, whereas if you show up and you're completely already embodying that character, that type of energy, not because it's someone else, but because it's who you be, like your energy is different. 
you walk into the room and you shift that state. People are like, whoa, who is that? And you're not trying. It's not schmacting. It's an embodiment. Oh, mic drop moment. That was brilliant. <laughs> I love that. So when they get these opportunities, say the opportunity comes, say we've been given it. There are so many actors that struggle with imposter syndrome and the niggling thought in the back of the head of what have I done to deserve this? Because we go through so much rejection all the time. When we get these opportunities, sometimes it's really hard for them to understand their worth and that they are deserving of this. So how can they change their mindset around that? I'm smiling because I love this conversation. Uh, it's something that comes up all the time in, in my coaching work, right? Because imposter syndrome, here's the thing. The woman who coined the phrase imposter syndrome, I can't remember her name, but she was a psychologist, I believe. She wishes she called it imposter experience because every single human experiences it. It's not a syndrome. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just an experience you're having because you're out of your comfort zone. This is why every single human experiences it. And the reason actors experience it so much, the reason business people, leaders, creatives experience it so much, so there's not a single day that we're in our comfort zone. Every single day, we're out of our comfort zone. We're doing something new. We're putting ourselves forward for rejection. All of the things that humans really aren't designed to do. We're designed to keep ourselves safe and not be out of our comfort zone, right? And, and we are putting ourselves really out there on the leading edge of, of fear every single day. So imposter, relabel it imposter experience. It's just something I'm experiencing right now. The... Further ahead you get in your career, the more successful someone becomes. I've been coaching for 10 years, some of the most successful people in the world, the more they experience it. So just know that, that every single person in the room you're in is also feeling like that. The casting director, the producer, the director, maybe it's their first production job. Maybe it's their first time directing. Maybe they've only just started as a casting director. Maybe they've never cast something like this. So instead of making it about you, project it outwards. If you're feeling imposter experience, it's probably because so is everyone else. So try and turn that that inward fear and imposter experience and go, oh, everyone's feeling this. So how can I turn my light outwards and actually be the one who helps them feel more comfortable? Because they're feeling like they don't belong here. They're wondering, how did I get to become a director? Okay, because they're, everyone's out there doing the best they can with what they have. And no one has it all figured out. We're all failing forwards. We're all, we're all out there as any creative. We're all feeling that imposter experience. So just know you're not alone. And if you can just, just relabel it, that is a massive help. I, I just think your, your mindset and some of the things that you say, it just all makes sense. <laughs> and it just all kind of clicks. <laughs> It's taken me a long time to get here. Like, it's taken me to midlife to get... And 10 years of coaching, right? This is, you know, here's the thing I say about mindset. Uh, yeah, as a coach especially, it's a lifetime commitment and a daily practice. Like, none of us are ever there. I'm not there. I, I commit, I'm committed to this every single day, to, to working on my mindset. Because we're never, none of us are ever, ever, ever without fears, limiting beliefs, insecurities. We're all human. We all feel all of those things every day. And so how they don't consume us, how they don't run our life, run our mind, run our experience, is we make a committed, intentional commitment to reframe things. Like, I'm not good enough. Do you actually choose that? If you, if you wrote that on a piece of paper and looked at it, do you actually choose to believe that? No, of course not. So what do you choose instead? So I'm not good enough. Well, I choose to believe that I'm here for a reason. Like, whatever you can reframe it 
to something that is empowering, positive, supportive of you, loving and compassionate towards yourself. I want to ask you about audition mindset. You're going into an audition, right? And I, I personally believe what I think I think when I go in is I've put in the work. I'm a good actor. Like I know I'm good at what I do and I'm yeah. going to go in and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to try and smash it. Because I yeah. think, I like to think, I think really positively, but my partner says I should be thinking I, I should, I'm going to go in and I'm going to book this job and have that level of confidence because I think he thinks I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I'm not. I really want these opportunities and I'm really feeling like I deserve them. I've worked blooming hard and I know I'm good at what I do, but I don't ever believe I should go in thinking I'm going to book this because like you say, there's so many things like it could be my height that's wrong. It could be that I don't look right with everyone else they've cast. So it's not really, I don't want to get my hopes up if that's not going to happen. So where do you think the mindset should sit? Because I've got some people that do go in believing they're going to book this. Mm. And then there's some people that I think are more like my mindset where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go in and do my best. I know I've worked hard. I know I'm good at what I do. So I'm going to go in and see what happens. But where do you think that shifts? Am I talking myself out of opportunities? (laughs) Yeah, in terms of manifestation, so what I've just said about when we say, I hope, I wish one day, we're keeping in the future. That's it. So I'm, I'm, I'll first talk to this as a coach and then I'll talk to it as an actor. So as a coach, if I'm coaching you, you anything you're manifesting, whether it's booking the job or anything in your life, you have to, the manifestation process that I just spoke about is being the person who it's already done. So anything you do, visualize it as it's already done. Not I hope, I wish, oh, I kind of probably might get it but there's so many variables. No, you are, okay, so this is where actors can can really get into their power. You are the scriptwriter, the producer, the director, the actor of your life. So why would you not book the job? You're writing this story. Everything around you is an illusion that you are creating with your mind, right? And so going into any opportunity, before you go into it, you need to run it through your mind a million times as if you booked it. So see yourself smashing the casting. See yourself then further than that. You've got to go beyond the casting into the production. You've got to see yourself working with those people. You've got to see them smiling and going, oh my God, that was amazing. I love it. What You're writing your life. So write it as you want it to go. Then, and this is the tricky part, you've got to detach. So instead of what you're doing and you're kind of detaching from it before you even go to it, no, 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 you go to it and it's done. You've got it. You're on the show. That's how you, you're going into any opportunity. But then once you've done it, leave it on the table and walk away and go, cool, I did my best. Right. And still expect it, have an expectation of it being done, but a detachment that if it doesn't work out, it's that or something better. That's my mindset with everything. It's that or something better. It's done, it's done, it's done. I cannot control the how and the when I'm gonna be on that show or that kind of show. And it's similar to dating, right? It's like, you know you don't pin yourself on a specific kind of looking person like they have to have brown eyes they have to have black hair they have to be this height well then you could be missing out on the person that is absolutely your your soulmate because they you're missing them walking past you you're missing the conversations because you're so fixated on it has to be this job 
No, if you don't get it, it's because there's something better. So you've got to know that, but you have to go into it visualizing that it's booked, that it's done, that you're on that show, that you're having the best time. And then trusting that if that doesn't happen, you're like, okay, cool. I know there's something better coming. So that's my coaching kind of thing on this, that you manifesting, you're the script writer, you're the producer, you're the director. So what you want in your life, script it, literally script it. I'm so happy and grateful now that I have this opportunity because that casting went so well. I showed up in my power and it went incredibly well. Everyone loved me and I'm now on the show and it feels so good to be working with this amazing director and producer and cast and crew and right. So you script it how you want it to go and then leave it, leave it to the universe to work its magic. As an actor, same thing. That's how I, how I approach it. Right. So this is where my worlds collide. I will visualize it going exactly as I want it to go. You've got to prepare, you've got to know your work, you've got to know the script inside out and upside down so, so that the nerves don't take over and you get lost. And also so that then you can really show up as you. So learn your lines, but you don't want to be schmacting them as in like actually thinking about the lines because then you're not showing up in your power. They're going to miss out on your subtle nuance, your your expression. You want that those the script so well rehearsed that you're not thinking about it at all, that it's just coming through you, that you're the messenger of those words that are just in you. Then you can be really present, whether it's a monologue or a a partner scene, you can be really present and you can respond to what's going on in the room. You can respond to, and you should be as an actor, if there's noises outside the casting room, bring them in to what's going on. Don't pretend it's not happening, it's happening. If you hear something going on in the corner, mention it. Like you can, You're so present in your body, you're so embodied because you've learned the script, you've learned the lines, that you are so, this is your biggest gift as an actor. You can master presence and go off script if it happens. Like if you're looking your scene partner in the eye and they do something, you're going to respond to it. That's what the best actors are doing. You see it on TV, like why we're so drawn into those romances on screen or that the, the tension on screen is because they're really there present with each other. They're playing with what's going on, the energy on the stage or in the scene. Um, and so rehearse that in your mind before and show up and bring everything you've got. And the final thing I want to add is Amy Cuddy's work on power posing. If you're not familiar with Amy Cuddy's TED Talk, um, I think everyone knows about power posing these days, but search Amy Cuddy TED Talk. She talks about power posing. This is a psychological hack. I also (laughs) spend about 10 minutes in the toilets on my own uh, power posing in a cubicle before I go into any casting. So I'll be standing in a cubicle before any audition, like power posing, like doing my best superhero poses, because it is it actually tricks your brain into you being your most confident self. Our postures, the way we're moving our body, lets our brain know where we're at confidence-wise, energy-wise. So if you go into, lock yourself in a cubicle, 10 minutes and just stand there, your best superhero pose. And then you walk into the room with that energy. Head up, owning the room, shifting the energy in a good way. And most importantly, just walk in with love, with the intention to impact people's days positively. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible advice. And I think that's maybe something I need to work on is the detachment. I think that's why I don't do it, because I'm so worried I'm going to visualize it and be obsessed with the idea and love it so much. And then it might not happen. So I don't 
don't think about it too much. Like I've never d- allowed myself to sort of be allowed myself to think about the job because I'm worried I'm going to want it too much. And then when I, if, if things don't work out, like they haven't done with like playing age and things like that before, it's, it's been heartbreaking. So I think now I distance myself and I'm like, no, whatever happens, happens, but I'm going to go in and do my best, but I can't allow myself to, to obsess over that job because I've got to just leave it at the door. And I think that's the hard well, bit, I think. It is. It really is. Like none of this, none of this stuff that I'm saying is easy. It takes practice. So be really kind and compassionate with yourself, but, but allow yourself to practice these things because here, here's the other thing. Most people are waiting to be fully confident. Like two of the things that people, two of the main things that people come to me for coaching over are confidence and clarity. Like clarity on like where their life and career is going to go and confidence in getting those things, in booking the jobs and being able to show up more powerfully, etc. But confidence and clarity are results. They come as a result of action. They don't come first. But we're never going to have confidence and clarity in anything until we take the action. And so you should be obsessed about the castings you're going to. You should get yourself in a space of it's done, it's mine. Because that's how you would show up to the job, right? If you book the job, you're going to be showing up and giving it your all. You're going to be obsessed about the script and the story and the character and the people that you're working with and how you can do better. So why would you not show up at the casting like that? As if it is part of the job, because it is. This is how you're going to book the job, by showing up as the character, as the person, as fully you. And if you're like, oh, I won't get my hopes up too much. I'm going to do my best, but I won't get too attached to it. You're holding something back. You're actually holding a lot back. You're holding you, your fullest expression back. And so often that will be the bit that's missing. The X factor that people talk about, right? It's because you're holding back just in case your ego gets bruised, in case you get heartbroken. I'm going to keep a little bit back and protect myself. Well, that's felt in the room. We feel it when someone's not being fully expressed. And when someone shows up and it's like, we're like, whoa, where did that tornado come from? You still might not be right for the role because like you say, there's so many factors and it's, and it's most often nothing to do with our talent. Sometimes it is. <laughs> but there's so, you know, the casting director, the director, they also have an idea in their head of exactly what they want. They've also visualized it, right? And so they know when that vision walks in the room. So don't make it personal is the other thing. They have a vision and you may or may not line up with that. And here's the story of one of my best auditions ever, I didn't get. And it's still today. And this was about, gosh, 10 years ago I did this audition. My best audition to date. And I didn't get the job. But here's how I showed up. I, I really, really, really wanted this job. I wanted to work on this film. I wanted to work with this actor, like a really well-known, brilliant actor, a brilliant, I'll I'll mention actually, it was with an actor called Leo Gregory, who's brilliant. It was, um, the director was Martin Kemp. And I'm mentioning them because, like if they ever see this, I don't know if they will, but I also want to tell them, I don't know if I ever have, but they made the experience one of the best experiences ever. But I also did. I really wanted the job. I visualized me in that film working with them. I learned my lines inside out, upside down, off my heart. I became that version of me who was that that character. 
And I showed up and I did, uh, the audition was at Spotlight, um, Leicester Square. And I went and stood in the cubicle doing my usual power posing before. But just even more, because I really, really wanted this job. I really wanted to work with Leo and Martin. And I stood there power posing in the loo. And I went in. And it was unlike any other casting. A lot of castings I've been to, it's kind of X Factor style. Like, they're on one side of the room, you're on the other. You've got to stand on your, your mark and kind of do your bit. And then it's like, thanks, bye. And it's really kind of an unemotional process, right? And, and it's hard to gauge. I walked in. Martin was immediately one of the nicest humans I've ever met in my life. He was so welcoming. He, like, I think, gave me a hug. I was like, welcome. Like, like get yourself comfortable in the room. Take your time. Do you want to run through it a few times with Leo? I was like, what? We, we get to rehearse before the casting? Amazing. I was like, well, I'm good to go. I was like, ready to go. And we did, but we did. We played with it a few times. We did it in different ways, sitting, sat, you know, we just, we messed around. Best experience because that relaxed me. That meant that I felt I completely trusted the director and the producer was in the room and a casting director and the, you know, the other actor. It got me comfortable. Then we did, um, we shot the, the, the scene and I didn't get it. And I was, of course, disappointed. But what I did get was an amazing experience in that room. What I did get was extra confidence because I knew I did everything I could. I held nothing back. There was nothing extra I could have done. I did everything. And so my confidence grew as a result of that knowing, not from getting the job, from me, it came from me. Also, I got an email from both the producer and um, Leo and a note from Martin saying, we were blown away by your audition, by your ability as an actor, by what you did in that room. And we're so sorry we didn't cast you. We actually already had another actor in mind and she, I wasn't blonde at the time. And now I probably have got it. <laughs> she was blonde and I wasn't. And, uh, and that was really it. We, we just already kind of had her in mind, but we wanted to see you because you, you know, you kind of approached us and we wanted to give you the opportunity. Um, but it was nothing to do with your ability. We were actually blown away by what you did. We just already had this actress in mind um, for this role. So extra boosting. They probably wouldn't have written to me if I didn't show up and give it my everything, right? If they didn't, if they weren't moved by not just my performance, but the way I walked in the room fully and, and built those relationships and connections too. But they also did that. So it's always an, it's always energy. It's always reciprocal energy, showing up and doing the best you can. And then people, are, everyone's human. Everyone's like, you know, if you touch their heart, they're going to think of you. And, and the producer actually did call me for future projects as well. So there you go. Might not be that role, but it's that or something better. Amazing. I love that. And I think what you've said there is just, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to reevaluate. I think the way I think about these auditions, I think it's, it's great as well because you, you keep learning. And I know from like a year ago, I've progressed so much in terms of my mindset when I go into these auditions and I'm going in confident now and knowing that I am worthy of these opportunities, which is so much better. <laughs> Um, yeah. And it just, everything feels better in the room. But yeah, I think I should maybe allow myself to get affected by it, allow myself to get upset if I don't get it, allow myself to be excited about the prospect of getting it and then obviously detach when I leave the room and just go, well, you know, what's meant will come and we'll see what happens. But thank you so much for your advice on that because mm -hmm. I think that's definitely given me a lot to think about. Yeah. 
Um, I just want to add something about like being kind to ourselves when we don't get it because it, it can be heartbreaking when we put our all in and we get rejected, right? But remembering that no is an acronym for next one, that re, re rejection is just redirection, but also allowing ourselves to like grieve that. Well, you know, because we we are putting leaving a piece of ourselves out there. You know, we are really putting ourselves forwards, and not you know, very very few people in the world are courageous enough to do that. So just really honouring the you know, giving ourselves a moment to reflect and to to kind of grieve that kind of process and and what we didn't get, but then just taking the lessons from it, looking at okay, what do am I happy with how I showed up? Is there anything I can learn from that? So taking the lessons. And, and taking them forwards into the next one. But always, always giving our fullest expression because why not? Why would we not go in the room and be our best selves? Why would we be like a watered down version of ourselves ever? Like whether it's a casting or going to a party, and of course we are, it depends on our mood and whatever, but as best we can, showing up as our best selves, like in just being really curious about other people and the world and wanting to give out really positive, high vibrational, intentional energy. Lou, there will be so many people listening to this episode that will have found this immensely valuable and I'm sure we'll have a lot to go away and think about as well. So where can people find you and get in touch with you if they want to work with you on a more permanent basis? So uh, Instagram's probably the best shout to initially connect with me. So it's at I am Lou George on my main Instagram. And then I've just started a new one actually, which is more my business stuff. So business and life coaching is over at you amplified online and i will make sure i put both of those in the show notes so you can go and find lou directly from this episode lou you have been incredible i have loved the opportunity to chat with you thank you so much for letting me pick your brain oh my pleasure thank you for having me it's so good to be here with you like i could talk about this stuff with you all day long it's like you know um i just want to send everyone just all of the highest energy for whatever it is you're going out there and creating and just know confidence and clarity aren't needed what's needed is courage courage to keep putting yourself out there and you're doing it and you've got what it takes and whatever you desire whatever's on your heart is meant for you it might take a bit of time but it's it's done it's done it's done i love that lou this has been exceptional thank you so much for your insight and thank you to everyone for listening at home This has been Perform Talks and I've been your host, Bethany Onwood.